Hey, greetings my fellow slingers. Welcome back once again to our Delta Green Homebrew Under a Pale Moon Episode 3. This was one of those rare scenarios where the boys and I sat down for almost five hours recording this scenario. And no, that's not the total of the whole. There are more parts than that. But there's always something amazing about when you begin an adventure and don't stop after the first hour. As a listener of podcasts, of which I am as well, we're doled out hour-long pieces as the story unfolds. Sure, the structure is set up to be absorbed in such a way, anything longer than an hour, excluding a finale or combat, tends to start losing the audience. Anything shorter than, say, 50 minutes leaves them stranded and wanting more. But as a player or a handler slash GM, we really start hitting our immersion groove at about the two hour mark. So when we start our recording sessions and we don't have to call it at the end of an hour, I can feel the hard slingers really soaking up the story. And that's really comes across in their performances. I know that when we start having our rapport back and forth and we start having the dialogues as they're interacting with the NPCs or even interacting with themselves, if they don't have that time constraint or they know that they're they don't have to worry about what they're going to say to be carried over to next week. And so they don't feel the crunch of having to get it all in that night or try to remember what happens next week. Uh, that's even hard as well. They have a tendency to really expand their immersion. I know I like to say immersion. I just, you know, for some reason I picked that word tonight and it's just really singing with me. But, you know, as, as they're soaking up that story, and I, I really think it comes through. But you know what? I, I know how I feel about the stories, and I know how I feel about extending our recording sessions like that. But you know what? I want to let you guys be the judge of that. So let me know by writing into me at rollthehard20podcast at gmail.com. Also, now that Under a Pale Moon has wrapped, although, like I mentioned, all the pieces haven't dropped yet, we've started up our Blood Lords AP once again. So don't worry. No, we haven't given up on it. And those episodes will start dropping once again after Under a Pale Moon concludes. Remember, check us out over on our YouTube channel at Rolled Hard 20. Hit that subscribe button and ring that notification bell. Yeah, you don't want to miss a drop because I try not to miss it for you. All right, let's warm up our dice and top off our glasses. Rolled Hard 20 podcast presents our hard slingers of your and new and their investigation in the Wasatch Mountains. Stay tuned. I could always edit this part out. I just want to get the time down so I know how much I got. That other one was actually really close to an hour. I think it was short, like a few minutes of it. So that was cool. We'll go back and vamp in some stuff. Just chatter in the hallway. <laughs> All right. So you guys wanted to know who was going to do what? Actually, let me lead us in. <laughs> yeah, we already figured that out, I think. Well, we'll let you know in a moment. Greetings, fellow <laughs> slingers. Welcome back to Roll the Hard 20 podcast. It is I, your trusted handler, Brian. And with me, my hard slingers. Yeah. Handle me yeah. some doubloons, baby. Episode three of our Under a Pale Moon Delta Green scenario. Everybody having a good time with this thing? Oh, yeah. Ooh. Original oh, Delta Green, too. Original. Ooh, none of that prefab box stuff this is all organic baby not to mention it's bi-coastal we got people from florida texas and california yeah we've got all three coasts combined that's true all we need is some frog from canada we'll be good to go. as we always say watch your wives and your daughters because there's a hard slinger near you <laughs> watch those mud flaps so <laughs> at the end of last episode you guys wanted to partition with with Paulie and Agent Makamura to go interview the suspect who was in a holding cell. At the same time, Ichimaru, you and Romeo wanted to go and observe the bodies. I and I said we would roll. By the way, it, it's Ranger Muha is his name. So there. Ranger Muha. Ranger Muha. So if I mispronounced his name in any of the previous episodes, it's Muha. Just know that. Uh, 
And Johnny Belvin, right? That's correct. Ranger Johnny Belvin. I picture this so, guy as the kind of guy with like a, a comb that flips out from a switchblade, you know? Johnny Belvin. <laughs> so Buha, Buha, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Muha gave Adesso <laughs> the key. Gave you the key to go to the to the holding cell. Got it. And I told you I would roll one through ten for the bodies, eleven through twenty to go interview. I rolled an eighteen. Yeah, take that, Odessa. No, that's Odessa. Fine. He's going. Uh, I thought I was 11 through 20 last time. Were you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, we're going to the bodies. Are you sure? I believe so. Okay. Don't believe him. It's bullshit. Because I I'm was like, going for I'm the roll a check on Sam. I'm not going to listen to the no. playback, so. <laughs> Although I could, but I'm not going to. Okay, so you are going to go to the bodies first then. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll do that portion because it's all happening simultaneously in yes. game time. Ichimaru, you and Romero, Romeo. Was it Romero or Romeo? Romeo. Romeo. Like Romeo and Juliet. All right, whatever. Ichimaru, you and Romeo. He's also Jewish, so. Sucks. Go to the door in the northern hallway on the west side. The one that Makamura had just came out of before finally seeing you guys. You open this room, and the first thing you notice when you enter the storage room is how cold it is. And Ranger Belvin had explained that both back windows had been left slightly open to keep the temp down and keep the decomp to a minimum. You see that it's approximately 25 feet from north to south and 50 feet from east to west. You see that there's a shelving unit that's against the east wall and two shelving units that are perpendicular to the west wall with a weight bench in the northwest corner. It's got a bar on it with some plates and some plates on the floor. And you see right in the middle of the room, three long tables going north to south with tarps on each covering something underneath them. Okay. Um, is there anything of note on these sort of shelves? Or do you want to take a tour just, of the room, kind of walk around, just kind quick, of eyeball them? Just a cursory thing so I know where we're at, you know? Uh, when, when you look to the east shelf, you notice that there's some sleeping bags, backpacks, canteens, flares, and some other cold weather attire. When you look at the shelf that's in the southwest, you can see that it has two flamethrowers on there. One of them has yellow tape around its muzzle and you see two canisters beside it beside them both and in the northwest shelf you see that there are a few knives you can tell by the glinting of the steel as well as what looks like some kinds of small arms hmm. i think romeo will uh very just very cautiously close the door to the outside. Okay. Don't want to let any warmth in on these bodies, right? <clears throat> right. And as you close the door, you know, you look at the door, you look up and you notice that there's a speaker for an intercom right above the door. Okay. And um, he's going to wait on the bodies and he'll go over to um, where the knives are. And he okay. looks at Itchy and he just gestures at the weapons. And uh, kind of opens his hands like, should we? Yeah, I think uh, I think having. Well, I'm already concealing the tire iron on my body, so I think I'm good right now. But you so see that there, there are nine on the knives on the shelf, by the way. Anything that would look like it out of a slot, like it would be missing if someone took one. No, they're it's just not a wood just, block or anything. They're just thrown on the shelf. None of them have a sheath, though. Right. No, Most true. likely they've been dropped by campers in the in the in the hills, in the mountains and stuff. And as the rangers came across them, they just brought them back and put them on the storage shelf. These are not kitchen knives then. That's what I was thinking. No, they're like uh survival knives, bushcraft knives, um, you know, filleting knives. Okay. Uh, hey, also... some more, grab it for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You also see on the shelf just below the knives that there's several small caliber rifles. You see that there are three 22s. Each has a magazine in it. 
hmm. and you see one 357 lever action Winchester. Ooh, I like the idea of a, a shotgun. And just to the side of that, you see a 357 revolver. Is this the one that, uh, was that the revolver that the, they found at the person that had the one chamber potentially missing? Do we remember? I, I, I don't recall that they told us a caliber on that of Ranger Black. It shouldn't be sitting in a storage room. It should be locked yeah, as evidence. That's, well, this is horrible, uh, you know, tradecraft if that's what they're doing with it. <clears throat> yeah. Um, and there's flamethrowers. Just, just so you know, this, nor this room is normally locked. Okay. So, I mean, it, it's just a ranger station. It's not yeah. a police station. So. I, I worry that if we were to be doing the heroic suiting up for battle sort of thing, that they would see things are missing. So I'm, Ichi at least is not going to take anything yet, though I will note the location and the various calibers because I can tell them to Odesso when he... When he uh, gets back. Yeah, I'm afraid that we're not going to have a, a chance to get back. So I think unless you argue Ramirez is at least going to pocket one of the pistols and yeah. a, a knife. So he's not going to like clear the shelf, but just just enough. Because if we get into something where we can't get back to this stuff, it, you know, might as well not even be here. Yeah, I'm well, there's only one fighting unarmed. <laughs> so my, my hands are not terrible. <laughs> there's only one pistol. And that's the 357 revolver. Did you say 322s? There are 322 rifles and okay. one 357 lever action re Winchester. Um, Maybe you can find a plastic bag or something like that and put it well, in there. And He's got an it. overcoat so he can conceal. Could he conceal the shotgun? There are no shotguns. Uh, yeah. Oh, what the? He said a Winchester. That's the. Oh, that's like uh, like shooting deer from off a mountain or whatever. I'm not a gun guy. Just, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> it's just the make of a gun. It's just a lever action is what it is. It's yeah, the 357 is more for like a camp carbine. Yeah. It's not like the yeah. 3030 where you're out taking stuff down. It's more for, for shooting around camp and taking down small well, game I don't, and whatnot. I'm a, <laughs> I'll just take a knife. Because if they, they're like, let us show you that gun, and I have it in my pocket, that's going to get ugly. So he'll just take a knife. Um, yeah, let's look at these bodies then. Okay. You got three tarps covering three different bodies. As we go, I think Ramirez is just stealing himself because he knows anytime he sees stuff like this, it freaks him out, you know. And obviously yeah, with the stories check. we've been hearing, it's going to be um, he's he's stealing himself for whatever weirdness he's about to see. And he'll walk over to the uh, corpse on the east side of the three tables, and he's going to lift up the thing in it. He's also preparing his uh, little tape recorder, take some notes. You pull the tarp back, and you see this severely mutilated body. It's a male, somewhere between twenty mid-20s to mid-30s. It's, it's really difficult to tell because of the the damage it has sustained. You see his neck has been shredded, nearly severing the head from the body. You see the torso has just been shredded open, leaving an empty chest cavity. All vital organs that you can tell are completely missing. Just the whole scene just makes you want to reel back and I need for both of you to make a sand check. I didn't say I was looking. Yours. <laughs> so you weren't. So. Ooh, nice. And this is what's coming out from Victim of the Art. We've seen this before. But you never get used to this. Yeah. All That's right. the problem. You never get used to seeing the unnatural, to seeing the mutilated bodies. It's What do you got there, Ramirez? 44 under 65. Okay, so you take one point. Ichimaru. What is the, uh, the role for the sanity check again? It should be a sand check. I have sand points. I'm looking for sand checks. Sorry. That's the points. Um, hang on a second. Under well, your current? Well, I have current, so I roll under my current. Yeah, your your sanity is your power times five. Okay, power should... times five. Okay. Yeah. You see it? Yep. Okay. Made it exactly 50. Okay, so you'll take one point okay. as well. Okay. Yes, as a side, so, that was always the disincentive to play Delta Green because the longer you play a character, the more their sanity whittles away. 
So then you get to your character at the peak of his abilities and becomes unplayable because he's gone insane. But now but, they've improved it so that you don't do that anymore. You have bonds to burn and ways of rehabilitation. Yeah, and is, things that you do outside yeah. between missions and stuff, uh, whether you burn a bond outside or you start therapy or things like that, that has a definitely a positive effect on gaining that sanity back, gaining your hit points back and such. Like on therapy, can you imagine the poor therapist hearing all this stuff? And every time that every time your agent comes in for a therapy session, they have to make a sanity check. <laughs> so you're looking at this body, Romeo. What do you what do you and so each of you want to do with this? Ramirez has his uh, recorder out and he's logging this. You know what he's seeing, and he's um, basically describing it as like um, seems as if some sort of uh, wild animal had ripped this open. Um, you know, lacerations at the neck, da 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 da. And um can I roll on the occult? Does this seem am I am I getting any feel of like a, a Wendigo? Some sort of Native American occult beast? Uh I was gonna actually you can you can make that roll if you want. Go ahead. Damn, Wait. I'm rolling good tonight. This is uh twenty under uh fifty. Yeah, it doesn't seem like some kind of a Wendigo type thing but why don't you guys both roll a forensics for me as you guys are going through checking this thing out because I'm assuming that you guys are looking at the body and checking it all out and whatnot. If we're, I have trained. no percentage on that yeah I got nothing the only thing I'd be going on is the knowledge of you know stitching up knife wounds and cutting wounds and seeing the difference between a limb that's torn versus a limb that's ritually cut off like a how pen. would you describe checking that I would look at the the type of cut that it is. Is it, you know, okay. a knife wound is hey, different give me an than intelligence a tear. check with that. Okay. Though. All right. Yeah, and this is all based off of you know the the experience of living in a entire yakuza clan that cuts off fingers. Um, made it sixteen out of fifty. As you're looking at this body, you see that the neck wound across the carotid artery doesn't appear to be one giant cut wound but it actually appears to be four deep grooves mm. that are so close together that it almost looks like one groove and it looks like it stems right below the ear so four distinct sort of stabs. yeah like it came across below just underneath the left ear and came all the way across does it look like it's one cut or multiple cuts like the difference between a single knife or wolverine knife or yeah it looks like a claw. wolverine type knife but they're you, so close together uh you'd almost think that the hand went through almost at a horizontal arc rather than a, a where all four fingers were vertical yeah it's like all four fingers were Shuto horizontal okay. knife hand yes like hmm Shuto. Do you um, do you know anything about animals? Are animals smart enough to attack this way, where they would go after this uh, this artery? Everything goes after the jugular in life, but I don't know of any animals that have this sort of claw mark. Animals' claws, aside from mountain lions, you know, bear claws are not piercing and they're more slashing, whereas these look appear to be sharp. Yeah, it's hard for me to believe this is a random bear attack with this right here. And Three random know, bear attacks. With a pen kind of like indicating as as you've shown him where the slashes are. He's like, it's it's I don't believe a bear could have done this. It's time to uh sack up, as they say, and I'll pull the cloth cloth over the next victim and the following victim. So you display all three bodies as you're looking at them go ahead and tell me what you're looking at do we need to roll any kind of sanity check on these no not on the sanity because you're still okay. addressing the same okay carnage so i want to look to see if these are the sort of same uh what's the right word not markings but the same things that happened on each one are they all disemboweled do they all have the next uh with the Okay. Sort of shoot the you know shoot yeah. the okay knife hand attacks against the thing yeah give me your roll okay and take a look at these as well uh, Ramirez I'm not the brightest of candles on this apparently I am I rolled a 14 Sexy. 14 
You're looking at it and you notice that the chest cavity of the second one is identical to the to the first one you looked at. Is the entire chest cavity open like completely um empty is what I want to say. I know they Yeah, said it's, it's completely empty. Mhm. And as you're looking at the the carotid laceration, Ichi, you mm. notice that this one starts from beneath the right ear and goes across from the right ear across the neck. And the other one was from the left? Yes. Okay. So something ambidextrous, I would think. Okay, what about um I'll I'll check it out on the third one as well. Okay. Give me a roll. Yes. 49, 49 out of 50. <laughs> this body, although it's in I wouldn't say a greater state of decay, but it looks like it's probably been subjected to much more damage chest first, cavity ripped open victim, ribs are broken yeah. completely empty and you notice that again on the neck it looks that like the lacerations started under the right ear and made it across from the right ear across the throat what does that say to you ichi if the first one was completely destroyed and then it's getting more calm and methodical as it goes it's satiating something? Eventually. Usually with people, the first one is erratic. And then the further that they do these things, the more precise they get. The less, you know, Methodical. the less reckless. It's not as, it's not a passion it, that consumes them. Now they're plotting. So I don't know. I have a feeling that if we don't find uh, Agent Kramer, we're going to be looking at a fourth one that's very methodically done this way as well. Well, if that's the case, then the cut should be going from right to left. Because everything has been alternate here. But the So, uh, Handler, the first one you said is more ripped and broken. Is that due to the ferocity of the attack? I'll, ma I'll make a roll. It, uh, the ferocity attack, or is this elements, is this animals? Like, It's probably because it was out there maybe a little longer. Okay. Okay, yeah, so yeah, like it seems it would have more the, the elements, tear. yeah. Okay, because so you got to figure that until the uh, until the rangers were apprised of those missing campers, who really knows how many days this guy had been out there for before mm -hmm. they found him. Okay, well, I will definitely note. Does the uh, I I don't think I would. Does the flamethrowers and all that have any sort of uh, directions with it? Uh, I will let you know that. In a Next game. No, I'm just no, no. no. <laughs> Spent yeah, like 15 okay. minutes. Agent yeah, Odesso, think... you and Agent Makamura, with a key in your hand, start heading down towards the holding cells. And as you pass the first door against the west wall, you see the door open, and out comes Ranger Belvin. And he, he looks at, at you two, and he's like, where, where are you guys going? And he, he closes the door behind him. You can see he's got like some supplies in his hands. He's like, where are you, where are you agents going? We're going to go interview the suspect. Are those medical supplies you have? No, they're just they're kitchen supplies, um, coffee, any sugar and stuff. And he shows you the boxes. That's just our dry storage behind us. Um, you're going gotcha. to go interview this guy? That's correct. You don't have any objection, do you, Ranger? <laughs> I, 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 I'm just trying to see where where you're going with this, though. I mean, we got him dead to rights. Don't you think it'd be best just take him into custody and take him down the mountain when the weather permits? Well, he's in custody. We're not going anywhere for a while because, as you said, no one's coming till at least tomorrow. Why not see what he has to say? Yeah, I suppose. But you know, look, I, I know you agents have, have probably seen some shit being. Part of the profiler unit uh, uh but this guy macklemore he he takes the prize macklemore huh what's his first name uh you know that's that's it's kind of strange um his his first name's thomas but you know there you just look at this guy and there's there's something just wrong about him i mean when muha brought him thomas in macklemore do you happen to know i'm sorry what's that how old is Thomas Macklemore? Well, he looks like he's 33 years old. But, you know, here's the thing. Like, 
when Ranger Muha brought him in. Here, can you hold on to this for a second? And he sure. hands you some of the stuff because, you know, it's fumbling about and his hands are starting to move as he's describing this. You know, when, when Muha brought him in, he was he was only in jeans and a T-shirt. He didn't have any ID on him. Uh, and while he was circling the drain, I, I pulled his prints and ran them. And they came back saying his name is Thomas McElmore and that he's been missing for the past 27 years. It also says he went missing in these very mountains uh, when he was 33 years old. But I'm telling you, this guy looks like he's 33 years old. He doesn't look that old. I, 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 there must be something wrong. I don't get it. Hmm. You're okay. Did he have any shoes? Major Bowens to reception, please. He's on. Um, that's uh, Muha. What, what was that again, Agent? I'm sorry. I, I gotta, I gotta hurry up and get going. No problem. We'll talk more later. Yeah. Uh, here, let me take that stuff back, and he takes gotcha. a few of the boxes and a few. <laughs> well, he he handed he them all the boxes. Them some. <laughs> oh, okay. Enjoy the creamer. <laughs> all right. Uh, Odessa whispers to Macamora as they start walking towards the thing. The guy disappeared 27 years ago, and he's 33. Who in the heck takes fingerprints of a five-year-old? How would this guy have been printed? That's very strange. So you find yourself in front of the door. Gotcha. All right, open the door and walk. Is it locked? Yes, it is. Walk in? Okay, we'll unlock it. You open the door, and it opens onto a soft-lit room that's stuffy and warm. It's the holding room. You see that there's a barren desk against the east wall and two barred cells that occupy the entire west wall. Each cell contains a fixed metal framed cot with the northernmost cell's cot being occupied. You see that the occupant is actually lying on his right side, his head turned towards the windowless wall. And you see his long wavy hair basically trying to cover his eyes and shield them from the overhead lights. Gotcha. As he hears you guys enter the room, he doesn't turn over but says, So, you finally decided to grace me with your presence. About time. I've been hungry for hours. Who are you expecting? He turns over and he looks at both of you and he looks confused. Almost as though he expected somebody else. You see he stands up. And you finally get to see this killer in his cell. He's a man of in his mid-30s. Shoulder-length dark hair. Wearing only blue jeans. And a blood-soaked t-shirt. He's got no belt around his waist. Nor shoes upon his feet. He looks like Harry Hamlin from Clash of the Titans. Gotcha. Have your wounds been treated? Yeah, they tried to staunch some of the flow. Um, might have got me not as bad as they thought, probably. I don't know. Uh, seem to be feeling a little bit, a little bit better. Really hungry, though. Okay. Who were you expecting? Well, I expected those other idiotic rangers to say that they made a mistake. That they, that they done screwed the pooch they got the wrong guy Did they tell you anything they said i'm guilty of some such shit killing people do i look like a killer to you i don't know yet where, where why were you out in the forest all by yourself in clearly inadequate clothing they took my clothes from me what did they take my cold gear they took it when you say they, who do you mean? Well, those two rangers. That, that, I don't know, the Indian-looking fella and the, the, the howdy-doody puppet-looking guy. <laughs> yeah, and they took your belt, your jean, or they took your belt, your coat, and your shoes. Is that correct? Yeah. Are you boys going to get me out of here? Well, we just Look, got I'm, a few I'm questions starving. before we can make that determination. I'm starving. I haven't ate in forever. I'm hungry. We'll get you something to eat, don't you worry. But I need you to answer a few questions for me. First off, did you see anything out in those woods? Besides being shot for, for wandering in the hills? 
I was lost. Next thing I know, I'm shot up and I'm put on the back of a snowmobile and brought back down. Mm -hmm. Who does that? You know I'm innocent, right? Of of whatever they're saying. You know I'm innocent. Well, we'll get to that. Just we'll get to that. Just tell me out here. Saying that. I need a hamburger. Were Were you carrying anything? I'll carry my dick. I ain't got nothing. I'm just out there in the woods walking around. Why were you? Camping stuff is gone. I had a backpack. Ain't got nothing no more. Oh, so you were camping. When were you camping there? Well, you want to know a time? You want to know a date? It was this yeah. weekend. Help me out. This weekend. Okay. Yes. The weather started turning. Look. How did you get out there? I, I hiked. How does anybody else get out there? Sure, you know, you, you, you hike, take shuttles you? in. You, you hang out at the tavern down there. You pay a shuttle guy. He's got a small van bus, and he takes people up the mountain, and they start hiking. They work their way down. Is that how you got out there? That's how I got out there. And when did you get the shuttle? When did you pick that up? A couple of days ago. I got lost in the woods. I couldn't find my way down. Okay, so you got lost, and you were just out there hiking around. So your stuff's still out there, is that right? Most of it, yeah. Okay, so what did you have with you? When I got lost, yeah, I had my shoes and my jacket and my, I had a walking stick. Now, before you got lost, what did you have with you? A backpack, a, a machete. You have a tent? No, no tent. Sleeping bag? I had a, I had a lean to just the top. Okay. You, you know, a sleeping a, bag? No, I just lay out a, a bed roll on the floor. Okay. Do you, you, you know, he's like scratching himself, kind of like, <laughs> you know, fidgeting about. <laughs> Gotcha. As I'm looking at him, can I see under his fingernails? Does it look like he's got any uh, blood or anything under his fingernails? That yeah, he look looks fresh? he looks bloody as all hell. Okay, probably his own then. Possibly. Okay, possibly. And Mr. McElwain. McElmore. McElmore. Sorry, Mr. McElmore. What is it you do for a living? I'm currently between jobs right now. Wow. <laughs> you gonna <laughs> offer you me a job? Are you though? looking for help on the on the FIB? We didn't say we were FBI. Oh, that's right. Makamura's got himself. He's a whole he's thing. right there. He's, he's a giant FBI. Okay. It says FBI undercover. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so before your last job, what did you do for your last job? Um, I I used to do some wooden, do odd odd farm things. People people hire me up to, you know, to build fences or whatever. You know, okay. just. Drift from one job to another. Um, you know, uh, look, uh, I mean, you going to get me something to eat? Yeah, we'll get you something to eat. Just need to answer a few more questions. Um, did you see anything out there? There was a couple hikers that were missing. Actually, you might have been one of the hikers they thought were missing. But uh, did you hear or see anything while you were out in the woods? I've been in the woods for days. I, I don't have radio. I can't get AM. I, I don't have any radio. How am I going to know anything about anybody being missing? I was lost. Sure, but when you were walking around, did you happen to come across anything? I came across nobody until that ranger drew down on me and shot my ass. Okay. All right. Look, look I, I know you think I've done some shitty things. I, I could tell. You know, things that I'm... And, and I have done shitty shit in my past. Things that you'd make despise you. I despise myself thinking about it. But whatever you all say and I've done, I didn't do it. What things have you done in the past? Well, I've stolen and you know, I've hurt people. I broke hearts. Does that count? Kind of pulls his pants up like he's some <laughs> hot piece of shit. Mm-hmm. No, that doesn't count. But uh, all right. So you're hungry and you you feel lightheaded or anything like that? No, just hungry. Like, I know you boys think I'm the boogeyman, but I think you are. You've got the wrong suspect behind these bars. Can I do a human check on him? See if I can tell if he's lying. Sure. You All right. Now is that a per- that's a percentage, isn't it? Okay. So my human is what is that? Human is oh, I got a under fifty. So forty-eight. Nice, nice. Rolling <laughs> hot tonight, boys. <laughs> he seems like he's telling half truths. Mm-hmm. Like he's okay. he's giving you information, mm-hmm. but it, it's it's almost incomplete. 
Yeah, he's got more to give. So you're out in the woods. When did you get lost? Your first day? Your second day? Probably like three days ago, maybe. So you've been wandering around for three days. Is that right? Almost as long as I've been wandering around this stupid conversation. So <laughs> you you were out there in your lean-to. Three days, no problems. How did you get lost? The weather started to turn. Um, it, it's hard to navigate at night. Uh, you know, you it, it gets cold. It's, I'm trying to get off the mountain. You know, once you get in those mountains, you can't see... What's on the other side of the mountains? You have to get up on top and then see. And imagine your disappointment when you see that there's just more mountains when you get up to the top. I mean, you're running out of food. You ain't got no water. You're sucking sap out of leaves. Do you have a map? I lost it. Compass? No, I don't. <laughs> so you went up. Did you lose them while you were hiking? I think so, yeah. Or that ranger might have shot it off me or something. I don't know. You know, I I saw a camp up ahead. I started going to it. I thought maybe somebody could help me get off the mountain. And I heard somebody yell something at me. I thought he was thinking I was stealing from his tent. I turned to run away. And I got shot. So you came upon a campsite when you were arrested. Is that right? Yes. What was at the campsite? A tent. Anything else? I, I, just a tent and like what was left of a fire pit. There was, you know, the only thing that was there was was this ranger. Anything else? What else are you looking for? Damn it! Signs of a struggle. It was nighttime. Mm. I don't know. I can barely see. Okay. Do you smell? If it weren't for the moon, I wouldn't be able to see anything. Did you smell anything? The fuck do I look like? I no, I don't. I didn't. What am I supposed to be smelling there? You didn't smell Agent? anything like fresh blood or spore of an animal. Oh my anything goodness! Else? No, the only blood I smell now is my own. Right. Okay. So, what had happened when you were arrested? I woke up in here. Okay. All I know was I turned. I was shot many times. And then I woke up here. Okay. All right. We'll be back with some food. I look at Makamura, and um, we'll walk outside. Close hey, the as you guys are walking, he grabs my hand. Wait, Asians, don't. You can't leave me in here alone. He turns back around. Why is that? I don't want to get finished off. By who? By the motherfucker that shot me. No, that's not going to happen. Could you describe who shot you? It was that... Indian fella. Okay. Well, he won't be bothering you again. So you just chill out. I want out, to press charges. I want to file a report. We'll be back. And I want a hamburger. Food. Okay. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> Stop breaking hearts. All right, he closes the door. And I'll. And Adesso turns to Makamura and says, You think the guy was lying? Because I got the distinct feeling he ain't our guy for this, for these murders. I don't know, okay. but I think that I was seeing red like a rising sun. I wanted to kill him. If he why? did, so if he did something to my partner, we we have to know more. What what made you think he did something to your partner? The ranger. And Kramer went out to the last crime scene to investigate it. Kramer didn't come back. Yeah, but here, remember what he said. He said there was only one person who, who arrested him. He turned around and looked and saw only one person. He described him as the guy who shot him. That was engine, or that was a uh, ranger. Um, yes, the ranger Muha. with the funny name, <laughs> Muha. He only describes Angel Muhav being out there. Kramer's no, he doesn't mention Kramer at all. Yes, but like they said, they got separated. Hmm. Who said they got separated? Refresh my memory on that. Ranger Muha told me that. How did they get separated? They, I don't know. We're gonna That's what I that asked out. him. I said, where, 
where is Martin? And he said that they got separated. So they get separated. He grabs this guy, puts him on the back of the snowmobile, and then just takes off, leaving Martin out there on his own. Well, from my understanding, when they got separated, he tried to call him several times. I don't know. Go talk talk to We will talk to him. Yes. Let's find out. Let's see this guy's stuff first. Let's go to to the storeroom and get uh, Ranger Belvin. I want to see this guy's stuff. Okay. What he had with him. So you know that Belvin is somewhere in the station. Right. Okay. He was at the reception you and, desk. You and Makamura are going to start heading mm-hmm. towards the reception desk. Mm-hmm. Back in the storage room, Ichimaru and Romeo, what do you want to do? Well, I think we gathered the information we had, and aside from any uh, any further glances by Odessa or... Makamura, I mean, they may be able to find some more information. You said you wanted to look at something, by the way, before. Um, oh, I did want to just um, take a look at the flamethrowers, um, just in case we could end up using those when we fight the thing at the end of this 80s movie. <laughs> Are there any directions? <laughs> I think was the question. Does it have like a, a, like a fire extinguisher where it gives you kind of P-A-S-S? Tells you how to like. Yeah, is there like a little card that says how to use it? There's not a card, but there's like a stenciled, you know, step one, insert fuel, step two, light primer, step three, squeeze, you know, make sure that the. Like aim away from the face. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, it's really limited. You would think that the, that the instructions on how to use it are probably more involved with a book that might have come with it. Mm-hmm. But it's not here. These are the cliff notes. Yeah, you see uh, two bottles and two flamethrowers. One of them has a, a yellow tape wrapped around mm-hmm. it. Okay, and do they they appear full with with whatever that's called acetylene or whatever the word is fuel? You with your three dollar mayonnaise words. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's even a real word, but it sounded smart as hell. Yeah. That's a gold doubloon. (laughs) Tell me how you want to inspect how full these things are. I want to pick it up and shake it. Yeah, shake it. Like just like I would a uh, you know a bucket of water or anything like that. I I figure you pick it up. The temperature too. It might be colder. Like uh, CO two is like cold when it's in something. Hmm. Neither one of them feel like they're full, but they don't feel like they're empty. They're somewhere in the between quarter to three quarters full okay enough for a couple good blasts and i want to take a quick look at the bodies again not the whatever do they have personal effects with them or were they stripped down no they're stripped down the only thing they have left is like change they just have their underwear on. oh yeah there could be credit cards in here son (laughs) um yeah that's good then i'm I'm good to move on yeah i say we move out and try to reconnect with uh odessa we got to get this guy's hamburger as you guys are i was gonna say as you guys are leaving the storage room you see paulie and makamura walking up the hallway right at the same time that you guys are coming out Mm -hmm. okay well i guess meet up with them odessa gives him a brief yeah my gut says me these this guy ain't the guy he says he was out there for three days lost in the forest lost his map lost his compass wandering around he comes upon an empty campsite, and Ranger uh, Ranger Muha starts shooting him. Oddly enough, he doesn't mention anything about our other missing agent, Melvin Kramer. He says the only person he saw... Martin Kramer. Martin Kramer. Uh, the only person he saw was Ranger Muha, who shot him. <laughs> <laughs> who, who shot him while he was in the camp. And uh, they threw him on the back of the snowmobile and brought him here, treated his wounds. They, haven't, they took his stuff from him. They took his coat, his boots, and his belt. Did you happen to see anything, a box of stuff like that in the storeroom? There was all sorts of weapons and collected items, like a veritable lost and found things, but nothing that appeared to be someone's just, you know, camping stuff. It. it was cold weather gear in there, I believe, GM. 
Yeah, there were uh, tents, sleeping bags, cold weather gear, flares, things like that. Okay, well, I'll, 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 I'll let Odessa know that, but it didn't appear to be something that's uh, from someone wandering around and disheveled and all that. The bodies in there are very grim, so I would uh, avert your eyes unless you want to, you know, inspect them anymore. We give him a quick rundown of what the wounds look like with the karate chop slices and whatnot. Yeah. I looked at the bodies already. I, uh... I don't Ramirez like, are you still anymore. here? Oh, God. Yes, hey. I'm still here. Odessa looks said, at each. Does it look like a weapon to you, or does it look like an animal? Does not look like any weapon necessarily that I would know, but also it doesn't seem like a wild bear did this. A bear strong enough to disembowel and rip and root, nor does it look like a pack of wild coyotes or wolves that may be in this hell, even a mountain cat. You know, it doesn't look like something like that. And Romero, you said some or Ramirez, you said something about a cult. Does this look like it would be part of a ritual? Like the entrails were removed as part of some kind of ceremony? I can't think of anything specific um, from from what I know and my knowledge. Uh, remember on the way up here, I mentioned something happened in the 80s. What you said about that man being, so he vanished a long time ago, and he still looks like he's 33. That's incredibly weird to me. Well, that's the thing. He says he was out here wandering around, but he was only three days ago. He references the shuttle that he took from the the departure point that brings him up to the mountain and then they drop him off and he's out there no tent no sleeping bag just a bedroll and a lean-to so maybe we can look around through some of the records and figure out whether or not they recovered anything like that like a guy who was in the middle of a camp out it doesn't make much sense he's at a camp and then he starts wandering around not really sure what he was thinking but i would like to see the stuff he had with him let's find uh Look, I, I, I appreciate everybody going and looking at all this uh, at all this stuff, but you know it is getting later, and and Agent Kramer is still out there. I was thinking this has got to be getting into like uh, sunset time, right? So, well, oh, it's past sunset. Yeah, mm -hmm. this is ugly. Yeah, with respect to the human, uh, yeah, just thought of a couple of things. Yeah, we should go find Kramer. We've got enough information from the bodies that we're probably looking at some kind of animal. Um, you guys found the firearms. We'll ask, um, let's find Belvin or Muha and find out whether or not we can take a, a pistol and some other things with us as we go out and look for Kramer. Do you want to go out tonight? Yeah, we want to go out now before it gets too dark. The moon will help us illuminate as long as there's no snow falling. We got to find Kramer. So let's have Muha take us right to where he found Mr. McElwain or McElmore. <laughs> McElmore. McElmore, Makamura, you know, McElwain. And I, as somebody that's been in these sorts of situations uh, and not having food, I think we should get the guy a sandwich. Mm -hmm. You know, get him a little, a little gesture of, uh, you know, civility. Whereabouts where are you go. guys having this discussion? I would assume in the middle of the hallway where we both yeah. met. Okay. Probably it looks like an upside down L to me. So halfway in between the uh, where the prisoner is and where the bodies are, kind of in that nook. Got uh, it. Before you head back into the kitchen. And as uh, as you guys are having this conversation, you see on the other hallway to the east, you see Ranger Belvin and Ranger Muha come around the corner and they see the the four of you collectively talking and you see agent Belvin come up faster than Muha because Muha's kind of limping as he's making his way towards you and he says uh agents uh, uh can I be of assistance is is anything you know you want to enlighten us what our next step is next step is to find Melvin Kramer or, sorry Marvin Kramer that's Martin. our next step <laughs> still Martin Kramer Martin Kramer. Martin. Yeah. Just next Agent Kramer. Find, yeah. Agent Kramer. Next thing is to find Agent Kramer. And, and can we borrow that uh, lever action and a couple of those 22s? Unless, of course, you have anything a little bit heavier for us. We didn't get to bring our our, our prime weaponry on the aircraft. Uh, I don't I, Jeez, I don't know. They're, they're not really our weapons to, to hand out. Um, 
I suppose you know, if they just lost and found, nobody would miss them. Sure. You know, we don't, all we have is, you know, I've got my SIG and, and Ranger Muha. He's got his revolver and he, he just kind of pats it on the side. And, uh, yeah, he's got a shoddy in the, in the Bronco out there. No, no. We're just using our handguns. Uh, why don't you try to make a persuasion check against him to see if he could, uh, if he, he would step up to that. Right. And he's going to use an opposing role against that. Uh, persuasion. I got a under 30. Oh, this ought to be good. That's good, right? Oh. No. I can try to. And I got a 69. He is not Please. persuaded at all. Check the box, though. Failure. He just looks at you dubiously. Like he's uh he's contemplating it, but he's he's not This is Belvin it's by me. Yeah. I'll um Yeah, Belvin. Ranger Belvin. We intend to go looking for the lost agent tonight. Okay. We would definitely like to have some sort of firepower backup. Uh if we're not able to have any of these weapons, do you plan to go out there with us? Perhaps maybe Ranger Muha as well? Well I Here's the, here's the thing. I mean, where where are you going to go look for him at? The the last place that he was seen was at the, the last crime scene. And we only have one snowmobile that could get us out there. Hmm. How far of a walk would it be? Us out there? Sorry, like a... the, would, the, would the Bronco be able to take us out there? No, I'm, I'm sorry. The uh, the forest, the woods are just way too dense to get it, get it in there. Uh, you'd be better off taking... The snowmobile. Uh, Where's the most, other snowmobile? Kramer has it? Kramer had it, and when Ranger Muha brought the body back, he obviously couldn't drive them both. Right. So the one that Kramer had gone out on. That is Agent Kramer. Yes, I'm sorry. <laughs> the one that Agent Kramer had gone out on uh, is still at the site. I don't suppose you keep a GPS uh, locator on your equipment, do you? Uh, I'm sorry. Most shoddy, of the, most shoddy, of the stuff shoddy. here... Have you seen the intercom system? This dates back to when I was in grade school. Most of this stuff here is just archaic. I mean, the Bronco is a, a 1991 Bronco. It's old as hell. So. By the way, Agent Belvin, did, uh, or sorry, Ranger Belvin, did Ranger Muha uh, hurt himself bringing in the piece of crap that's in the cell there? I noticed him limping. Does he need someone to take a look at that? Or is maybe is that an old... It's, I'm just old. I've been doing this job forever. I'm and sorry, I didn't see him right there. Yeah, they both came oh. around the corner. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah. I've been doing this job for 32 years. I'm, I'm not going to quit. I'm just no, not sir. going to move fast. So, That's right. Ramirez, um, a little You've bit been better here with long. the persuasion. <laughs> yeah. um, so he's going to try to back up uh, Odessa with the firepower firearm question is that okay yeah go ahead so he says um you know obviously uh agent makamura is that right yeah he's like yes since makamura is in charge here i'm sure you know if he has no obligation no objections to us taking these things and he kind of like looks at makamura nothing and he's like i'm sure i have a no objection to it thank you thank you thank you and obviously, we'll bring everything right back. Just, you know, cautionary, cautionary. And Agent Nakamura, how, how do you suggest we search for Agent Kramer? There are four of us, and there's currently one snowmobile that can seat two. Well, I would suggest a two-man crew go out looking for him. Okay. Yeah. I mean, unless you think there is something else that you could do other than we would all have to walk out there. Yeah. How, how far did you say it was? It was about three and a half, four miles. At night in the snow, or potential snow. Uphill both Well, the ways. snow make it easy to track. Since it hasn't had any new snow, we can use the old tracks to find out exactly where they were. And that was a 28 under 65 on the persuasion. Let me do my human int. Okay. And I got a three. Damn. Okay. So he's he's still kind of up in the air about letting you take the weapons. 
He's like, look, I'll tell you what. If you guys want to take the snowmobile, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Um, but I'll tell you what. Shit, I um, can I push with the gold doubloon? And he kind of like flashes yeah. the FBI. I can try. I still haven't badge. rolled mine yet. Okay. Okay. Right. No, you haven't. So you, yeah, if you want to do your was... persuasion as well, if not, yeah. you can make me re-roll mine. I uh, go, Sammy. Yeah, we don't want to burn a doubloon yet. We can always do that if I fail, if we need to. But no, like that's what I was getting at. Like, well, unless uh, Ranger, unless one of you is going to accompany us and we're going to go out there, you know, we need to have some sort of firearms protect ourselves against the wild creatures of these forests. We don't know them like you do. If Agent Makamura, who is in charge here, says it's okay, then it should be okay with you. We, of course, will take full responsibility to make sure that these weapons are returned uh, to their owners, though apparently and I don't they know seem how to be in a lost would, and found right now. I don't know how it would look if the two of us went out there and we didn't have something. How What would that look like? He just chimes in. Well, look, I'm sorry, just, but don't put under, that on me. All right, don't put that on me. Persuade is under 53. Let me see. 57. That's a miss. Fuck. It's like a loon time. Maybe we know. use it because we are going to need guns. All right. Reroll. All right. I will cross it re out. Reroll. 91. All right. Awesome. Fails. What do you think, Sam? I think that you should go ahead. All right, I'll tell you what. Two of you guys are going out. Go ahead and grab one weapon each. Um, but the other two stay. You know, I I I need I need to know you are you agents aren't going rogue on me, you know. I mean, I, I've only been doing this for a couple of years and I I seen what it's like. I I've read a lot of books. Um Ramirez turns to Odessa and he's like, "I find it so funny." When local cops think that they're in charge, isn't that funny? Well, wait a second. You know, we come it's, in here it's and not, we're just, yeah. It's not about me being in charge. It's about whose ass is going to get along. When it's all said and done and all the dust settles, you you agents are going to get back on your bird and head back to Quantico. And me and Ranger Muha, I've got to answer for everything that goes on here. I'm just, you know, i got a pension to worry about, too. i got a baby on the way. Perhaps you That's should give fantastic. the guy himself something to eat after you shot him a couple times. He's pretty hungry. Thought you know, about that? Last time I saw him, he wasn't even stirring. He was out like a light. We're talking comatose out. What do you he's mean he's up, hungry? He's up, walking around, came up to the bars, grabbed him, had a whole conversation with us. Belvin looks back at the other rangers. Like, the fuck, man? I'll go check it out. Let's go together. Go with him. Yeah. So who's going to go with him? And who wants to jump on? Who wants to get the weapons and go on the snowmobile? Well, I think maybe Odessa, you should go in there since you were the one interrogating him. Mm -hmm. And then I can get whatever weapons. Uh, we still have to figure out who's going to go out there or not. Who's best suited to stay or who's best suited to search. I have nothing in search. Search. But I guess that's probably more for like home stuff. I do have survival. I no, have I don't. 54 in search. Uh, I have 26 in search, so I'm not very helpful there either. Okay. Well, who has anything in navigate to get their asses out there? Dude, I got a 10%. Well, I, I do 10 have 10% in navigation too. Okay. Um,. I have nothing to navigate, though my unarmed is almost at 60, so I won't need a weapon. If they're saying that you only get two, then maybe, I don't know, do we split it up to where each person, both groups have a weapon, or do we want the two out searching to each have the weapon? I just love how in all of these situations, they're like, well, we don't want you to actually have what you need. You can just have, like, partial. Like, eh, we're going to yeah. take well, everything Nothing's stopping us from Thanks. going there and taking more. Hell yeah. Damn, oh. see, like I said, going rogue. Going rogue. <laughs> and it's like, and they're always like, it's us against you and all these. Uh, well, we'll like, have to settle this up next episode. Next episode. Rogue fucking agents. Oh, yeah, we're going to burn this Rogue place agents, man. Rogue. Got two fucking agent Karens here.
Thank you for joining us once again on Roll the Hard 20 Podcast. Remember, you can find us and subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcasts, and Audible. And if you like what you're listening to, leave us that five-star rating and review. We also have a YouTube channel at Roll the Hard 20, so if you're into watching, head on over and hit that subscribe bell. We can also be found in the wild on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, so don't forget to look for us there and check us out. You can also contact the show directly at RollTheHard20Podcast at gmail.com or head on over to the website at RollTheHard20Podcast.com where you can download the current show directly, pick and choose past shows from our archives, or view our galleries. We've got a lot of stuff posted there, so check us out. And finally, Join us on our Patreon page at patreon.com slash rollthehard20podcast where you can become a hard slinger and pick up swag. So until next session, keep your dice warm and your glass topped off as you roll those hard 20s.